Hello and welcome to the Cage Sim Podcast, podcast in which I watch every single Nicolas Cage film from start to finish and I talk about them. In the first two episodes I mentioned this would be a weekly podcast, I've decided against that and I'm going to kind of record them as I went and put them up straight away because I feel like that will add a bit more pressure onto me, like kind of set a deadline or just get through them as quick as I can. And really immerse myself in the ridiculous nature of Nicolas Cage. Um, so yeah, if you want to keep on top of that, uh, you can subscribe on iTunes and Acast. Um, they're both the Nicolas Cage podcast. No, they're not. They're both the Caged In podcast. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they're both the Caged In podcast. Or you can um, keep up to date on social media at Caged In Pod uh, on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Alternatively, you can email me at cajuninpod uh, at gmail.com where you can discuss anything, give any pointers or anything, or any ideas you have, any segments, any things you'd like me to talk about. All that stuff would be great. Like, yeah, keep them coming, guys. What's keep them coming? Just, just come. Come with them. Uh, and, yeah, I'm taking donations of any Nicolas Cage DVDs that anyone has. Uh, so... If you have anything that's collecting a bit of dust on your bookshelf or like, yeah, you've got an old DVD, you've got an old copy of Face Off or Con Air or something like that and you want to hand it up for me to watch and talk about on this podcast, that'd be great. Uh, in the next few days, I'll be uploading a list of films I've got or like some photos so you can see the stuff I've got and yeah, if you've got anything that's missing from there, list will obviously include stuff that I haven't got as well, so... Yeah, we'll be, we'll be able, you'll be able to figure it out. And um, like I know a lot of stuff is up on Netflix. Like amazingly, like check Netflix yesterday. Two new films have been um, put on there. So we've got Seeking Justice and Tokarev, which is great. Like because I'm paying for Netflix, I don't want to have to spend loads of money on Nicolas Cage DVDs, even though I already have. But that's besides the point. Um, as for this week, we're doing the 1984 film Racing with the Moon, uh, directed by Richard Benjamin, and it's starring Sean Penn, Elizabeth McGowan, and obviously Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'm feeling highly positive about this one, that it's going to have more Nicolas Cage in it, unlike last week's episode of Rumblefish, because it's got third billing, so yeah, highly optimistic about that. Um, I feel like it would probably be a definite upswing from Valley Girl. I'm not sure if it would be as good as Rumblefish. Really rated that film. Obviously not a lot of Nicolas Cage. So, see if that correlates in any way. Who knows? Um, about them so no imdb scores no metacritic none of that um i'm gonna have no distractions so i won't have my phone on i won't be looking at the internet i have my blinds closed in my flat i literally have some snacks maybe uh some water a cup of tea i'd sit and watch film take loads of notes like yeah check check on the social media check on uh facebook and instagram and stuff like that because i've been uploading photos of the notes i take to show you guys that this isn't all fun and games like i'm taking this shit seriously like 
I'm not I'm not kicking back. I'm not having I'm not having fun with this really. Like I don't know, I kind of am like I, I enjoy films, but like yeah, this isn't all just like oh I'm gonna watch loads of Nicolas Cage films. Like as I said before, like I've never been the biggest Nicolas Cage fan. Like not that I dislike the actor, but. I know there's a lot of shit in his back catalogue from what I've heard. I know oh, it's, it's vast anyway, 71 films and counting. So, yeah, with the rules um, and the first 10 episodes, obviously, are going to be um, just me. So, yeah, we'll get used to the format and stuff like that. After after 10, we're going to um, introduce some guests. So it'll bring a new flavour to it. It'll bring like, something new to the proceedings and stuff like that. You'll get some outsider perspectives. It might it'll be a lot more, I don't know. It won't just be me sat in a room talking to myself, like, so it'll be fun for me. I kind of feel like the first ten are a punishment for taking on this task. So after ten, I kind of get to enjoy myself a bit more. So, yeah, after the first ten, like, I don't know, I might record these in having pizza and stuff like that. So a bit more enjoyable as opposed to sat on my own watching them in the dark with a glass of water and a notepad writing down tons of notes but yeah i just want to let you guys know this this isn't just fun and games it probably should be fun to listen to but yeah i've rambled on a bit too much so i'm gonna kick back feet up phone off and get raging with cage see you on the flip side for the worst shelling yet Right, so I've watched the film now. Give myself a good five, ten minutes, wind down, I've had a cigarette. Yeah, I've gathered my notes together. Let's start off with a rundown of the film. So, it's set in 1942. It's about um, two guys who are heading off to war in the next couple of months. And the film takes place over those two months before they go so we have Henry played by Sean Penn who is our lead and then his best friend Nicky played by Nicolas Cage um so yeah in regards to like the plot of the film it's not really that much going on really it's kind of very loose don't real really get a sense of time in the way that scenes will just happen then the next scene you don't know if it's the next day or if it's a week later, it's not really put together in a cohesive way like that. Um, so yeah, when you first meet them, uh, they're working in a bowling alley. Like I've never seen a bowling alley like it. Like they're manually changing the pins. It's fucking crazy. Cage constantly smoking. Sean Penn constantly smoking. Cage constantly boozing throughout this film. Like that's one thing I kept writing down in my notes. Like, why the fuck does he keep drinking? He's just drinking, drinking, drinking. Um. So yeah, the real like the real one of the key like plot 
points of the film is that Sean Penn's character um, starts a relationship with Elizabeth McGovern's character, and there's this kind of he thinks she's rich, she's not rich. It's actually her mum is a maid for a rich family, and she lives with them. And there's this kind of like he's got the expectations of her being this rich girl. She's not actually, so there's a bit of confusion, stuff like that. But yeah, tonally, this film, fucking all over the place. Like, you've got real dark subject matter, and you've got real dark scenes, and then the next scene is just farce, and yeah. Like, I don't know, let's talk about some key scenes here. So we've got um, we've got a double date scene. Uh, that is... <laughs> As I said, like, with the whole tone of this film. So, like, up until this point, like, it's kind of, like, a little bit jokey. Like, fairly serious. Like a drama, I'd say. It's like a like a World War II drama without without the actual war. It's, like, the lead-up. It's all, it's all those bits back in America and Saving Private Ryan, basically. <laughs> um, so you have, um, yeah, you have Sean Penn's character, Henry, going on a date at a roller rink. And as I said, like, the tone of it, it's slapstick, man. He gets swung around, swung around, and then out the door with, like, comedy sound effects. Um, other key scenes to probably talk about, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we've got um, another one, real, like, real tone change. Again, like... It just gets super dark all of a sudden. You get this scene with amputees in the hospital, like which is a real juxtaposition from the scene before it, which is um, Henry and Nicky are at some really weird, like almost war game simulation thing at a school or. It's bizarre. It's people pretending to be dead. It's people pretending to be nurses. People pretending to be wounded. They're having a laugh. They're having a joke. They change over the record, which is just war sounds, to some type of swing, and then they dance off. Yeah, and Sean Penn's girlfriend then decides to show him that war's not all fun and games and shows him a load of amputees. Then fucking Michael Madsen turns up as one of them. I was sat there, like, I, I was engaged with this film. It's not like, it was no rumble fish, but, like, I was like, fuck, it's Michael Madsen. Like, <laughs> did not expect that. Like, yeah, if people don't know, Michael Madsen, um, Reservoir Dogs, uh, Free Willy, I think. Um, and a crazy subplot of this film is that Nicolas Cage's character has got his girlfriend pregnant and... He has to come up with the money for an abortion. So, as you know, really deep subject matter. The way it's treated, pretty fucking poorly. Um, There is a scene in which the two main characters go to a pool hall to try and hustle some sailors out of their money so they can get the abortion for Nikki's girlfriend. I kept having to remind myself, like, in my notes, it says, like, it's a really fun scene. It's really fun, like, 
yeah, it's kind of like the soundtracks going and they're playing pool. But then in the back of my mind, all I had was they're trying to gamble money to afford an abortion. This is fucking awful. This is awful. Um, yeah, the way the I don't the way the whole abortion subplot is handled is very heavy-handed. It like it brings in the main plot of of his, of um, Sean Penn's character and uh, Elizabeth McGovern's character in that. He asks her for the money, assuming that she is rich. She's not. <laughs> and she tries to steal, gets caught, gets the money. This causes a huge tension between the two of them. And it's kind of like in the last 20 minutes, it's kind of revealed that she isn't rich. Yeah, the whole the whole abortion subplot, very, very, very heavy-handed um and the way this thing ends like it ends with them being shipped out to war but i don't know of all the stuff you've seen of how like they try and portray that war isn't fun war isn't going to be a good time like but it has this almost I don't know, the musical-like ending of the two of them chasing after the train and, like, jumping on the back and hanging off the back like people used to do on old-school buses. You see, like, yeah, like, musicals and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just thought it was fucking insane. It... <laughs> like... When it comes to Cage's character, he plays this kind of patriotic nut who keeps going on about how he's going to kill Japs and stuff like that. And I don't know. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't really treat war in a in a serious manner. I felt like so in regards of plot, that's that's really about it. So yeah, kind of love story between um. Sean Penn's character and Elizabeth McGovern's character with the subplot of the abortion and kind of the looming idea that war is, well, these two guys going off to war is inevitable. But, like, I don't know, there's some real funny scenes. There's, like, I think Cage brings some real manic energy to the film that, I don't know, like, I feel... It's kind of talked about in later performances and stuff like that. And then we've got stuff coming up where he's absolutely batshit crazy. But you can see it even back here. This is obviously his third his third real big role. Like, um, I've had people dispute the fact that I'm only doing 71 films or thereabouts. But I'm only going for where he's got a significant role. Like, obviously, I did a bit of a misstep on Rumblefish last week, but this film, definitely, back on top, Cage is a predominant character. He pushes the story along in what he's in. Um, Yeah, I'm going to get on to a section I like to call Cage Quotes. Each week, I'm going to pick three quotes from the film, play you a clip... 
just times fucking made me laugh. <laughs> Came out with some absolutely ridiculous shit. So uh, the first one I'm going to do is a clip of the film where he's explaining his what I call the Nazi dick destroyer. Here we go. All right, wise guy, listen to this. I heard the Nazis got this thing, right? It comes right out of the ground and goes right for it. Blows the whole package right off. One second you're John Wayne and the next you're Minnie Mouse. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that fucking comes out of nowhere. That is literally, there's no context to it. That is just a random bar fact that he uh, pulls out of nowhere. Which leads me to the next clip, which is him singing. And, again, scene starts on this note, then gets dark pretty quickly, like, within 20 seconds after this clip, he's talking about abortion, so, disjointed as fuck. than me. I'm the best you got. No, you're not. Oh. Well, then you got me, boss. Throughout this clip, we have um, Nicolas Cage dancing with a mop and doing his best Elvis Presley impression. Um, I know he's a massive Elvis Presley fan, which I think we'll get onto at some point in the future. I've got a feeling. <laughs> um yeah, he's fucking nuts. Uh, which brings me on to a last clip, which is from the scene I mentioned earlier about the pool sharking. <sighs> yeah, and just out of nowhere, just this line was fucking great. Made me laugh. Rewound it a couple of times. Oh, eat Martian head here again! Two more points! What's wrong? Uh, one thing I forgot to mention about this scene earlier when talking about it is it's fucking long. It wasn't until like, I tried to find that clip I realised it's like at least a five minute long scene of them playing pool. So I had five minutes of that underlying thing like 
they are trying to hustle money for an abortion. This is appalling. Um, yeah, so that's it for Cage quotes. Like, hopefully, as things go on and things get a bit more crazy, the quotes will get better. If people think I miss anything on the Cage quotes that they see in the film, feel free to holler at me at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Caged In Pod or on the email. Uh, cagedinpod at gmail.com um yeah that's pretty much brings us to the end of this uh this episode really only things really to talk about is what's coming up next next episode will be the cotton club i actually received this the other day on dvd cost me like 99p on ebay turns out it was actually a promotional free copy like a film's classic thing that came with a daily mail don't feel that bad because i haven't actually funded the daily mail i've I've paid for something that would have been free or whatever but um yeah so it's a 1984 film uh again directed by francis ford coppola just like rumblefish and as i mentioned before uh francis ford coppola is actually uh nicholas cage's uncle so I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to this one. I'm hoping again that there's more cage. Like, let's get all the cage. Um, yeah, and then after that one, I think we've got Birdie again. Uh, Nineteen eighty-four seems to be that he's doing his films in like blocks of two. So, uh, yeah, the first two were nineteen eighty-three. Second two, oh no, yeah. The sec, uh, the next three are 1984, and then we have a two-year gap. So let's see how things progress. Maybe that gap, maybe that's when he lost his mind. Who knows? Maybe we'll see later on down the line when he lost his mind. Um, so yeah, um, after the 10, remember there's going to be guests. Um, if any listeners out there who know me and live locally want to be on this, hit me up. As I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and the email. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm having fun doing this for now, guys. I hope you guys are having fun listening. Um, keep up to date with it all on the social media, because, as I said, the format's changed a little. I'm not going to do this weekly. I'm kind of trying to cram it in, so it sends me insane, like... This isn't just about me watching the Nicolas Cage film. This is me having a look at fan culture and delving into something i've this week found myself on weird subreddit groups i know there's one real big one called one true god um idolize the guy and good on you guys like i don't but hey enough enough power to people i've been chatting to a few people who who have marathoned all of his films super quick and yeah i want to any of you guys like hit me up please please at cagedinpod at gmail.com i'd love to speak to you i'm trying to get like trying to get interviews with people as well i'm gonna try and do some special episodes that aren't just focused on the films just focused on working with the guy and stuff like that and see see what see what can happen like this is a fun project like i'm hoping after nicholas cage i might focus on someone else i've got a few ideas 
like I thought Cage then is a good title anyway. I got some funny titles and ideas for who, who could be next, but obviously that's a long way off yet, considering we've we're only three episodes in. So yeah, um come back next time whenever that is. Get on Facebook, get on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes or Acast. I might be having Stitcher soon as well, but I know those two are the main big two. So subscribe on that. Whenever an episode is released, it'll be on there. And obviously, I'll be posting like fuck on social media to let people know. And uh, another reminder of the DVD Amnesty. Let's call it that. That's a pretty cool name. The Cage DVD Amnesty. I'm not. I'm not holding it against you throwing in these films. I'll take them off you. I'll come round with a black bin bag. There'll be no names. There'll be no shames. Just hand them over, guys. Email me. Cagedinpod at gmail.com. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All of that shit. Till next time, guys. I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been Caged In. You've been rad. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copo Connections, A Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.